This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, how's it going? Hi, Rich. Great to see you. Been an eventful week. Plenty to discuss. I don't know. Well, I was thinking, what are we going to chat about? You know, Um, I've got no notes. I mean, there's nothing happening, is there? Don't mention the war, hey? (laughs) I mean, where do we start? Where do we, I mean, let's let's do our usual kind of backtrack to the games that we've recently yeah. had. Um, we did Birmingham at quite uh, a, a bit of length on the flagship show, but I'll do a kind of a yeah. um, a bit of a recap on that one. In terms of the Birmingham lineup, I don't think there was any surprises there. I think we debated that central midfield pairing, and it was uh, Gardner that got the nod over to, over Kifton Belt. Um, yeah. But otherwise, pretty standard there. And and yeah. for us. Um, yeah, I guess we would have wanted to see Nciala. I'm sorry, Donassian starter Nassian. right back, but Pennington yeah. there again. Um, but otherwise, not not too many surprises. But yeah, I, there was quite a few questions we had on Sunday, and I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this. Whether it was a point gained or two points dropped, I was I was very much in the latter camp. But interesting to get your thoughts. I felt I felt the latter. It just it kept came back to that question again of us be, being incapable of sustaining a performance for ninety minutes, and that's in such a streetwise league as the championship that just keeps teams will wait. They will wait and wait. They know that at some point there will be a dip, and when there's a dip, they will they will pounce. And I think that more than anything else is 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 the key to our survival if we can actually start putting consistent ninety minute performances together. You know when it went to two one. Um, I was working on Saturday and I was following it on my my mobiles and my it was hopping with all the updates from um from, from the various WhatsApp groups and uh, you know once it went to two one you just knew there was a collective oh here we go yeah. the sense was that not that it wasn't so much that the pendulum swung it swung big time and um, and if you know possibly if we'd held out for another ten minutes from what my sense was we we could have weathered it but um and we could have regrouped but um but teams in any game. 
it, and we do it to opponents as well. You will have phases where teams will come at you. They will have strong periods, and that's the fear. We just don't seem to have the ability to to withstand those bouts, those fifteen twenty minute bouts of intensity when they happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the and the feeling then mirroring it onto the <clears> Borough <throat> game was that the Borough they didn't even have to have much of a period of intensity, no, but once the, but you felt that. If we had come back into the game, and Ben said it even in his post-match report, in the you know in his um, in his in his kind of I've been witnessing program, which was an absolutely brilliantly objective analysis, I thought he, it was brilliant what he put together. You just felt that if if we'd been playing a different team, who felt they wanted to do something about their goal difference, they they could have quite easily. Yes, yes. Yeah. it did feel like they were toying with us, and obviously Pulis ball is not about possession and dominance and camping no. in the opposition's half but yeah, yeah you're quite yeah. right it, it could have been more yeah. I mean the other theme that um, I picked up certainly at Birmingham and also in the second half more on Tuesday is we do get sights of goal at Birmingham and we didn't mention this on the on the Sunday show um, there was a chance right at the end I think and I forget who it is I think it was Sears or someone got a cross in and went right in front of the face of goal and yeah. I think it was just poorly played so Sears couldn't tap it in but there was a yeah. chance there for us to actually nick the win having been under the cosh for so much of the second half and Borough on Tuesday I think Sears had a sight um, we had quite a few crosses kind of ghosting in and, and no one really getting on the end of it but you yeah. know, this point where we're desperate for points and desperate to try and swing the game's momentum in our favour we're just not finding the net are we and it's uh, no. if you can't keep clean sheets and you concede crap goals but you can't score. I mean, it's not its not to take a rocket scientist to realise that, that that equation is not going to end up in a top-par finish, is it? No. More than one thing needs to be fixed. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll come on to the midfield maybe later on. and Or, or we, do you want to do that now? Because it is Borough. Maybe we'll save that and consider what we might do to remedy it for Swansea. But, yeah, the Borough midfield trio, just it didn't. the central midfield just didn't work again, did it? What will it, uh, briefly we'll we'll talk we have to say we'll tr- try and put a put a formation together for 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 Saturday. But I the problem I had with them was that midfield had echoed the famous Peterborough seven one defeat when we had I think it was Ledbetter and Andrews. Where I think in hindsight I think Andrews was the more guilty pair. Yeah, I know he scored the early great goal, but Ledbetter was really the one I think was running around with the fire extinguisher. It was a I couldn't understand what the roles of the three midfielders were on on Tuesday night. They were busy. It wasn't a lack of industry. It wasn't a lack of, you know, it wasn't a lack of effort. Um, though possibly Nolan was hiding, um, we'll say that. But you just felt, well, okay, who's doing what? How, how is this meant to be set up? And fa- the famous pressing, as Ben picked up again, when you actually look at it for the opening borough goal, just look at how utterly ineffective our pressing was which then meant that Bessage suddenly you may find yourself thinking as he was careering towards the back four where, where is everybody where has everybody gone it was calamitous on Twitter posted a picture of the lead up to the I think it was the Bessage goal yeah. where I think at least two of our midfielders were beyond the ball as it were and totally, and totally yeah. out of position and you think well yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the high press is was the in, it was the intention. That was what we were told about. Um, yeah. We've not really seen a huge amount of evidence for it, but it just totally backfired, didn't it, on Tuesday? And, and I guess yeah. the fear we've got is against better passing teams because Borough are quite effective at stringing maybe a couple of passes and finding themselves right at our penalty area. And yeah. Swansea will pick us off, won't they, if they get their passing game right? 
they're, they're, as I say, we'll look at them in detail in a bit, but they are they have proved that if they come up against a weak defence, they or a disorganised back line, they can they can punish it. If you, it, it, it doesn't happen in every game, but yes, you're right because they do move the ball through the thirds, and you know they, 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 there is a danger, particularly as well. There was a, f- a phase when Borough did up their game in half they had about three chances in a row I think the final one was Hugel just curling it just wide but there were about two or three chances where they were again they were just they were slicing through our lines without any difficulties Downing was having um, a lot of fun wasn't he he was, yeah. There is that motif which we'll mention. The left-footed. I don't think. I don't actually think Swansea have one. But the left-footed right winger. We had Hotter. We had Bowen, and we had um, we had Downing. I, when that when he cut inside and let that shot off, I remember sort of thinking, this is this is the third game in a row where a left-footed right winger has um, caused us a caused us a problem. But we'll see um, if we can find one then. I'm not yeah. Uh, I've yeah. got a quick question for you. Um, and it's from our friend Benjamin Bloom. Um, if you were to go, if you were going to buy a ticket for one ITFC home game before Christmas, why would West Brom at home be a great choice? I couldn't think of the answer, but I might have, I might have mitigating circumstances for that. Yeah. You, you might be able to answer this one, Harry. Well, Muller pointed out the fact that they've gone, they've gone back to wearing yellow and green, which was the famous, of course, cup semi-final kit that they wore. And we always, we always raise our game against a team playing yellow and green, but. Um, to be fair, we there is, is I think there might be a little after match event on which might be worth going to, which I'm quietly looking forward to actually. Are you, are you talking it, the West Brom game on the 24th of November? That's the one, the 24th of November. In yes, a very indeed. seamless plug that we've yeah not contrived at all, but um, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, quick plug to say that um, yeah, I, Harry's going to be there. I'm I'm sadly not, but it'd be great to see you guys and, um, at the the Curve Bar after the game on on the 24th of November against West Brom. Yeah. Um, yeah. plenty of stuff to happen and yeah. uh, and our you know our esteemed my esteemed colleague will be there doing his his best to kind of dissect what happened at West Brom and look yeah. look ahead to the the Bristol City game that's on the, the following Wednesday let's let, cards on the table on this there's so many times we've been to matches and this sounds I'm not I'm not exactly hyping the game up here but where you go along and the game is not great but the thing you take away from it is just meeting up with all your fellow supporters chatting about it before and of course after the game people tend to go on home because people have journeys to get back so you tend to have a great hour before the game and then the, the team gets announced and it's all great fun and then we all kind of it all dissipates a little bit at the end so the thing I'm actually looking forward to is actually just being able to catch up with people after the game and have a proper chinwag about well how did that go and talk about you know how the season is going and, and just I, that should be real fun it'll just uh, hopefully we'll have had, we'll have a great game and we'll put on a good performance but even if not just the chance of actually meeting up with a load of a, a bunch of town fans and sorting the world's problems out you can't say worse than that can you absolutely right and apart from a few spiky moments where we actually scored on Mm. saturday the best bit of the day was being in the pub with with ben uh, with mullet with uh, graham blackburn with steve with gavin with mark um, a few other people that i've probably forgotten and as you say how sort of holding court and just you know trying to figure out how we tried to turn things around and you know it was quite bittersweet we've kind of had to stand up and go to the game um yeah but yes absolutely i I absolutely endorse that thought and and if you want to kind of meet up with with ben and dave and start and um i think yeah harry and Stu and and andy from the eadt as well and i'm sure other things and bits and pieces that ben i'm sure will come up with but it sounds like it'd be great fun and 
I've, I've decided that I'm going to do a video message. So I'll post it during the afternoon. I figured out what it's going to be as well, but I'm not. No spoilers. Um, Rich, Rich couldn't be heard to accept the award this evening. However, he has said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I dedicate this to all of my fans. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, twenty fourth. Details on the um, on the Twitter account and on the Facebook yeah. page. Tickets on Eventbrite, I think. Um, or tweet one of us, and we'll we'll point you in the right, right direction. Um, yeah. So. We'll come back to some more plugs later on, but let's find our way um, to deepest, darkest South Wales um, and Swansea City, who, who find themselves just outside the playoff positions on goal difference. And, uh, and that will be a, a recurring theme for, for what Harry has to come um, and talk, tell us about and, and uh, talk to you in a, in a second. Graham Potter in charge there now. A really good appointment. Um um, a good reputation garnered from um, taking unfancied Ostersons to the Champions League and promotions. Um, and a squad that still has a core of the Premier League um, still about it, Harry. Um, yeah. Where do you want to start? Because we had a bit of a preamble beforehand to how we would play Swansea. Mr. Mr. Potter's a bit of a... He's not a tinkerman, but he's, he does shuffle the pack a little bit. So how's the best way yeah. to play it? Um it's interesting talk about his philosophy i think initially because that then feeds into what's going on afterwards um most of us look at formations you think okay he's a right back he's a left wing back he's an attacking midfielder you know we all you know we, we you, you kind of have a have a model as to how we play my sense re- looking at potter is he doesn't do that he looks at it more in a, in a very interesting way it's more what is a player's role? Okay, what are my duties here? What is being expected of me? Now, where's the best place for me to do that? Wow. And and it's, it sounds it sounds a bit mad, but it's actually, it means that you can often have changes of role in the course of a game. You therefore, it's not so much that play, play, players are changing their position, they're being asked to do something different, therefore resulting in a change of position, which, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's all weird and interesting and suddenly it's a whole new way of, set of assumptions but it does mean that several times in the game it's um you, you you think oh okay what are we playing now and of course we're all trying to think of it in terms of wing backs but in fact what you should be doing is thinking oh, what's that player actually trying to achieve yes. and once you understand that then 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 everything then falls into place and that's just where he happens to be on the pitch it does mean life it makes life hell for Swansea fans when they're trying to analyze what the team formation is going to be because they think it'll be that at the beginning of the game but after seven minutes it could be something completely different it's a it's a whole different um, way of looking at it presumably um, for the play the, the... That's quite an ask of the players as well, though, isn't it? Because I'm sure we've heard Paul Hurst say before that he his philosophy is that the players should be able to do their thinking for themselves on the pitch, not to the same yeah. extent that we're going to evolve the system and maybe react to what the opposition's yeah. going to do. But it's very much, I'm in this position, my colleague is over there, therefore I should be moving over there or compensating yeah. for that. So it's asking yeah. quite a lot of their players, but presumably they've got the quality to do that. Well, I'm not necessarily if they should they have the quality, but they but they certainly the other huge thing which keeps coming up time and time again about Potter is his man management and getting the best out of limited players. Um, a lot of players they were saying there is it's a, it's a, that you may draw a parallel um, that he a lot of players really he says one of their fans said they they're basically League One players and how he's eking what he is out of them is quite remarkable. Um, he's also praised and I think this helps. He's praised for his judgment with selections and substitutions. So I think it's a combination of good people management, 
good. And you have to, to run a model like this, you have to have outstanding footballing judgment. You need to be very confident in what you're doing. We'll talk about what it. players can do as well. Yeah, yeah. For example, one small, to give you an idea of how, you know, they, they, like against Birmingham last week, there were kind of 14 players. We knew 10 of the starting 11. We could probably name about five if we're lucky of the Swansea 11. And midweek, for example, he swapped goalkeepers. He took out um, um, Erwin Mulder, who's the normal goalkeeper, who's a good, who's very good with his feet and is very good at actually moving the ball out, which kind of fits their passing system. And they put in Christopher Nordfeld, who's a Sweden international. Um, and one of them said, described him, he has the touch of an elephant. But against against Wigan, who are where they were going, because Wigan have a really strong home record. They were going there. They, they knew it was going to be a tougher game. They, they were going to have to change the model of play. And therefore, they played a slightly more defensive, a slightly more pragmatic team to, wow. to allow for that. So swapping your goalkeepers contingent on your opponent that's is really quite, impressive, that, isn't it? That's, 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 um, that takes some doing. It yeah. really does. Yeah. Yeah. So um, who, who do you want to pick out then? Should we, should we try and figure out? Let's, how, let's, how, let, let's feed in from there, too. There's a couple of things. There's a couple of thematic things which are worth saying about them. Um, the first thing is. In overall terms, most Swans think this is a year for a playoff run. They don't think they're ready yet to... They, they feel the squad is still a work in progress. Um, they're not, as you said, you said seventh in, in the table and outside the playoffs and goal difference. For them, that's about a power score for the season. You know, if things work out, they could they could drift into the into the into the top six if they if a couple of key players come back from injury. Um, but there, it's an un, like any relegated team. It's a bit like a financial fair play last week with Birmingham. Relegated teams can often end up unbalanced as well, and they, they they've only got one top quality fit striker at the moment in McBurney, Ollie McBurney. They feel they have a lot of wingers, and some of them are either too old, some of them are rookies. So he, he there are players. When well, I'm not saying that he's playing players out of position, but he is playing players in different roles, if I can put it like yeah. that. So you Just see very players, quickly, Harry, yeah. if I if yeah. I may, um, I remember your preview with Ben, I think, in the summer, and I yeah. think as you were doing it there was a bit of a fire, fire sale going on at Swansea, wasn't there? And there was quite a lot of unrest at the players that had been allowed to leave and not too many players coming in. They were linked with Ryan Woods and that didn't materialise and he went off to Stoke. Yeah. Presumably that's all settled down now and, and it, in terms of book balancing, yeah. that appears yeah. to have done the trick. There was, they were on the verge of meltdown. It reminded me actually of the year Steve Bruce, bless him, took Hull up. Um, cabbage man. A, a cabbage man, poor, poor bloke. Um, they, no, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's um they when Hull the season they went back up again under Bruce when he played the three five two system they um they Robbie Brady and all the rest of it they they um at the beginning of that season they were in meltdown again and he managed to you know he within a with, within a month he had they had managed to stabilize the team he'd managed to get them he'd put a squad together basically that was functional and able to move on and I think just as equally Potter has done with Swansea what Bruce did with Hull so all of that is past history which kind of is an interesting parallel because they went up Hull went up in the playoffs and you wouldn't put it past this lot to do the to do exactly the same thing it's um one little thing which is worth mentioning um moving on to the onto onto the squad um there is a romantic and we were talking as town fans about the Ipswich way and it's a, it harkens back to an ideal of playing football with style on the front foot with with energy with um with sort of that a land use the you know to, to describe it in those terms um and it harkens back to a, a period which we all know and love and and it, it pops up every so often swansea 
you can times that by 10 with Swansea um, because they talk about the Swansea way, which is very recent and very, it's, it's, it's like a drug for them. That 4-3-3 shape and a style of play that's the, their most recent successful period. It, it counts for a huge amount in their thinking and they will wish that to be the case even if it isn't quite there yet because that's what they're, as far as they're concerned, that's where they want to get to again because they know how good it was. I mean, one of the things, for example, I picked out a quote because it wasn't just so much what it said but what it represented. Potter is the most important thing to happen to this to our club since Roberto Martinez. Well, there you go. And there you go. It's it's. So they've it's, had quite a few good managers, haven't they? Because you, they you, have, you think yeah. Martinez, there was Sosa as well. There was Brendan Rodgers, I think there wasn't there. Rogers, the yeah, yeah, but that's the thing, and we know we talked about this in the preview show in the season preview with um with Ben that they disrupted that model. It's the owners getting teams relegated thing again. They disrupted yes. that model. They brought in Panic, um, wasn't it? Yeah, they, as I say, the American owners brought in a, a manager who wasn't comfortable with that model of play and confusion. Confusion yes. sets in, and once you have your confusion, confidence goes, and then off you go. Mm. Um, the other thing, yeah, and as concomitant with the with the shape and the the style of play, there is this, and it goes back to the man of management. There is a never say die attitude, and this has come from the manager, no question at all. Um, and they are aiming for high tempo pass and move football. So, but there is one of the comments was great possession, but no end product to show for it. And although. A lot of they had an eye-catching win last week against Queens Park Rangers, three 0 and everyone went, "Oh, here we go!" You know, is this? You know, have we got another? You know, is the Swansea of old being reborn? You have to put that win in context against this very functional nil-all draw they picked up at Wigan during the week. Yes, there, lots of those haven't there been? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Despite the hype, their goal difference over the over the game so far is ten four and six against. So deep down, they are you've got to see them fundamentally as another tough nut to crack. They talk about their style of play as high risk and high reward, but the, it's to me they're more they're organised and balanced at the moment, partly because they haven't quite got the players to get there. Whereas if this was Middlesbrough during the week, you think, well, they've got there already. This is what they want to do. You feel that um, Swansea in a way, are navigating away from that. And they're navigating on a pathway which, you know, in many ways we would have hoped to have been navigating on as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest, com- I guess the biggest difference, as I see it, between um, Borough and Swansea is is the forward options. As you say, there's McBurney. Um, Boney's yeah. injured, I think, or not fit. Yeah. But you look at Borough, who <laughs> were able to, to rest a Sumbalonga and Gestead um, mm. and had Hugel starting for them. Swansea aren't a, aren't kind of blessed with those riches. They've got because they play a four three three. I think they're most. I would consider them to be wide forwards as opposed to strikers. Um, yeah. And as we said, no no bony at the moment. But the threat seems to come from midfield. Is that fair or? It's it, it comes from a variety of places. I mean, they've been they have been improvising, and this is where Potter's approach really does work. Um, players playing all sorts of players popping up in strange what we would call positions um i mean at one stage wayne routledge was playing as a striker now wayne routledge is 33 and he's a winger say, he's the old winger that you were uh, talking about yeah earlier. exactly yeah and yet he's um but he was able to play in a holding role up front he wasn't you know he, he wasn't a you know lethal finisher that wasn't what he was doing but he was playing that role to help bring the midfielders into play this is the way it's almost kind of just showing this this is how the guy thinks it's it's quite impressive but i think that where their dangers come from who would i pick out um 
Well, Bersant Selina, we'll we will talk about in detail, but um, and McBurney would be the two. There's a, there's that gentleman from your neck of the woods, Courtney Baker Richardson, as well. Yes. He's uh... Leamington <laughs> FC up the break. Leamington FC, indeed. Yes, and uh, I think Kettering as well, if my research is right. Um, we'll come on and talk about. The, as I say, the, yeah, essentially, in conventional models, they. They, they they are described as lining up with four at the back, three in the middle, and 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 as you say, and two out wide and one up front. But um, but as I say, that does alter during the game. Um, they did say this thing: if we have finishes, we would run away with this division. They feel as if they've got them, they've got the balance right, but they're lacking flair. Yeah. They're lacking flair because not just because of a lack of a finisher or a focal point, apart from McBurney up front, they're also. They're wide, they're wingers. Selena's been playing out left. They've been playing players like Connor Roberts, who's a right back for the Welsh national team. He's been playing on, on the right wing. So it's 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 a very improvised, it's a makeshift team, which is why they think playoffs rather than automatic work in progress. That's what, And again, they're thinking about going up next year. Um, so in that sense, um, the their danger people are... You know, it, it can come from a variety of different places. I guess is the best way to describe it. They don't have, and you know, it's not like oh, we need to. You need to. McBurney is the obvious name, but different people can pop up in different circumstances and 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 cause problems. Yeah. You mentioned him. Should we start there? Mrs. Nuts tweets: Selena has been injured, but it looks yeah. like he's back in the team. Hashtag yeah. enough said. Should we um, analyze how he's getting yeah. on there? And maybe under a slightly different philosophy, perhaps than maybe last season when he was on loan with us. Yeah, <laughs> um, they he's the he's the one he he I think he's the alchemist. Um, big debate as to whether you play him out on the left or you play him through the centre um, as a playmaker, because the idea with McBurney, the thing is McBurney and um, uh, Baker Richardson, they're not. McBurney is actually he can operate from deep rather than just being up against up on the shoulder of the of the defender. But he's the type of striker who they think might be able to create space for Selena to be able to exploit okay, in, the, yep. in the middle. If that makes sense. Yep. Um, and uh, so you've got that option, or alternatively, you can give him the space out left and let him cut inside on his right foot. And um, which we've seen and, to great effect last season. We 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 have seen that. Yes. Um, Okay, in in general terms, what are they, the obvious stuff that they've spotted that we all know? He they, they they do love him. He can he does the little things brilliantly. Glides around the pitch effortlessly. Seems to have time with his clever use of space and peripheral vision. He epitomises Potter's brand of total football. Great first touch and a knife for knife for the pass. They feel they haven't got the best out of him yet because the team is still taking shape. Um, and the, as I say, buzzing around the space is created by the striker. However. And these are the other things that we will also remember. He puts years on me with some of the stuff he does in his own half of the field. <laughs> yeah. But but it's great fun to watch. He's a real threat in the attacking third. Um, and his positioning is an area of his game that needs work. But Potter can help him do that. And the, and this is a... If you Feel free to tweet on this, folks. Um, McCarthy stifled Selena at Ipswich, but he's the type of player who can thrive under Potter. Potter has just told him to express himself and actually enjoy playing. Wow. Well, I, that, I suspect that quite a lot of Ipswich fans might endorse that perspective, yeah. but maybe yeah. we'll leave that one to be debated rather than uh, take sides yeah. in it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting one because in Mick's model, you know, he was they did talk about the fact that he was criticised by Mick for 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 that lack of positional discipline for yeah. kind of just playing because, in the wrong areas for, as well. Exactly for yeah, Mick had a model, whereas um, 
I think, you know, the free role, I think would be the way you describe what, what, what Potter would ideally like to, like to give Selena because he can, you know, he can be unpredictable. Like a lot of other players, he's been, he's been, he's had a, he's had a couple of knocks. So he's been, he hasn't been playing. He's, he's, he's now at full speed and they expect him to start against us. But, um, but he would be the, he would be the, the, the central the central playmaker um the, looking the other player who's worth mentioning in association with him but as i say rather than just running our way through all the players Le- leroy fair is another player who is coming back from a groin injury now he's a very important player because one of the things about swansea they feel is that they actually lack physicality and they've been having to move players around into positions to kind of compensate for that they feel like again going back to what potter's approach i want you to use your physicality to mitigate what the opponents are doing in this situation. It will happen to be in this part of the field. So, for example, Kyle Norton, the fullback, has played in a holding midfielder role to help with that. Um, but the big, the key midfielder that they want to see come back, and he is get, gaining fitness again, but they're, they're nurturing him. It'll be interesting to see if he starts as Leroy Fair. Because the whole his physicality and his power gives the team width and it gives the team tempo. Even though he himself may not be as technically magnificent as selena him being there allows it changes the dimension and the, the disposition of the team if that makes Probably sense it pushes selena yeah. further up the pitch presumably it does do it does do but it adds he gives them a combative edge so he can nullify if they've any destructive opponents in the midfield he not that we may have any but that fair would be the player to give them to give them that impetus and to release a lot of the width and a lot of the creativity in the rest of the team he's a he's a he's a he's an understated player and i think the criticism of him again was that he was possibly a bit lazy possibly played within himself under previous managers but again potter has um he's kind of worked his magic on him and he's you know he suddenly realizes actually i've got a role to play here mm. and that's his role within the team he's a he's a catalyst that's the other word they use they we look more sharper and confident with his power in the middle one of them said that if we had fair and selena in midfield if swansea had both of them they would hit the playoffs no problem at all because that would give them those two alone you could put a third midfielder in but those two alone would give it enough balance ominous yeah. isn't it um, it is and yeah. I, I seem to recall for doing quite well for Norwich in the Premier League and perhaps he's one of these mm. players that has been kind of a bit hit and miss of late but in yeah. a division lower where the, the standard of opposition is a lot less and probably yeah. Um, he's quite combative as well. Maybe he, he kind of does a, as a really important role. Might be a really pivotal play for them. So yeah, presumably yeah. you would have, if it's a, a midfield three, you'd have Fur in the middle and Cena on the left, would you? Yeah, you would. You'd put you'd put the you'd, that's how, that's how you'd set them up. It could be be that Fur. You wouldn't describe him. He's not like your. He's not like a Patrick Vieira type of box to box, combative midfielder. That he doesn't tell it to be combative, but he has got physicality yes. and he has got a presence, and therefore, so he would be. He would move between the boxes, but not in that kind of, not not in that robustious way, as it yeah. were. If that makes sense. I think um, he can hit a shot as well, from what I recall. He can. So he, he maybe can that's do. an additional yeah. threat. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. The other player, just on midfield, while we're there, we'll have a look at it. Um, there's a yeah, there's a couple. George Byers. There's a, the rest of the players are youth products. This is the thing; they don't have a lot of depth. Um, uh, they've a couple of youth products they've brought in who they're blooding. George Byers and Jan Danda, both a little bit lightweight and a little bit raw. Selena really is the, the playmaker if they can play him. Um, the other established midfielder is Tom Carroll, mm. um, ex Tottenham. He's not they say Very not the most uh, yeah blossoming again under Potter. Yes, uh, yes, this is the thing under Potter again. Um, moving into pockets of space, looking for the ball. The c- opposite of 
of his previous ha previous habit of standing still and shying away from it. Um, really busy around the middle, and they said that he came off against Wigan. They he was the fulcrum of the team against Wigan when he was playing in the middle during the week. Because Wigan are, you know, they 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 came at them in the last half hour of that draw. They were Swansea were thinking, oh, we're really comfortable here. It's all going really nicely for the first hour, and then all hell broke loose in the last half hour. And part of that was due to the fact that Carroll wasn't on the field. He has blossomed. He's 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 really blossomed under Potter, and he's one of those players that he gives them stability. He can, as I say, he's a sort of holding central midfielder in a way. He but he can get forward and link play. He's not, you know he's 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 a kind of good utility midfielder. The old unseen work thing, a, a lot of industry, but he does give that midfield balance. So again, you say Carroll, Fair, and Celine in the middle is a decent. It's a decent trio. It Sounds really is. really complimentary. Yeah. Unlike yeah. The midfield yeah. three, three that we were, we were talking about at Borough, which yeah, was definitely yes. not that. Yeah, anything, anything but. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. The other, the other former town player. We'll have a little look at the central defence as well. While we're, well, you just while we've talked about Selena, um, they've got a rock solid pairing of Mike van der Hoorn and Joe Roden in, in in at the back. And again, a classic thing where you've got the experienced player and you've got the apprentice coming through. And Van der Hearn, he's not that experienced, really. He's 25, played for Ajax, and then he went to young Ajax. Um, commanding solid as a rock. Um, and again, another strange one, another Dutch player who's a bit of a liability with this distribution. We had Keefton Belt last week. We've got Dutch Mike for the second week in a row. What's maybe this? Maybe maybe we're, we're onto something here because this is why this is why they're struggling. The whole lot of them have forgotten how to pass. Um, Over-ambitious passes, um, but he's a no-nonsense player. He's is physical. He gives them physicality. They don't have many physical players, so when they have it, they prize it. Um, but along with him, they've got Joe Roden. Now, this guy's keep is worth keeping an eye on. We won't have seen him before. Um, he's 20, youth product, Wales under 21 international, six foot three, Welsh colossus. Wow. Um, calm and doesn't make rash challenges. He plays the percentages really, really well. He's one. He's they really think he's a. a serious long-term prospect um, and we'll have a look at him properly on Saturday sure. the slight weakness is just he will have an error in him because it's, he's, he's inexperienced so you know he will so there will be a little rick somewhere in the game but they also said he's got a even though he has a very good leap on him, he hasn't actually mastered the, how to use it yet. He doesn't always, he either misjudges the flight of the ball or he can get out muscled. But you've got, but those, but that's, that's obviously something he's, you know, they'll be working on that during the, yeah, that, that's an objective, I would say. Um, but him and van der Hoorn is a good central partnership. Therefore, meaning that Cameron Carter Vickers, who we know and love, is actually a bench option for them. Which is, when you think yeah. about it, how well he did for us last season. I think he'd be mm. walking into our first team, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh yes, no question at all. What a waste. It's amazing. Um, so he played. He started against Stoke. I think he's only had one substitute and one starting appearance recently. Um, and if they ever want to go to a back three, um, Vickers is you know Carter Vickers. You can just literally just drop him in between the other two, and it's uh, and and off you go. It'll it'll work comfortably. Um, um, he's what they, what what they like what they've seen, but they haven't seen enough yet. But um, so a unit was obviously the first word. You know, you forget that he's only twenty. I mean, it's you know when you look at him, it's it's remarkable. Um, a robust player who looks decent with better distribution than most centre backs. They've they've picked him up. They've re they've read him already. And the other thing which. It's funny listening to players, other fans talking about our players. The other thing, which you may not be realised, they said strong and decisive, and yeah. you forget the you forget the decisive bit with him. He really was. He was yeah. confident in his judgment. He knew what he wanted to do before the ball came to him, which is really really good. Mm. Uh, we've kind of talked quite often about the the threat that ITFC pose will, which will largely be through Jackson's pace and Sears is now being introduced 
um, as well. So there's pace there. Is there any note on? I, I don't know whether you picked up no. whether they're, they these are Van der Horde or Ronda a road on a, a quick or can cope with that no. kind of thing. No, neither quick nor slow. I think they are trying I think to find some primary... glimpses of positivity yeah, see, there. Just, Harry, see. just, just, just see, see, see if we can if we can if we can spot anything. Um, the, the, there was it wasn't like um, when we talked about Bolton where they poor old um, oh David Wheater. You know, you were thinking you know even though he didn't play, you know they, there was a def, definite lack of pace. Nothing about that. They certainly there's been no discussion at all. And again, looking at the fact that they've conceded so few goals, I don't think that. I don't not. I think it would be you're dealing with a more Middlesbrough type of defensive circumstance than a than anything flakier. Oh, let's just say. Oh, sorry. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna, sorry. I was gonna see if there was any opportunities down the, the wide. And it's interesting you mentioned that they have the options to go for a three at the back because the yeah. wing back options or the full back options are are names that people would know. Um, Martin Olsen, another ex Norwich player, Carl yeah. Norton. These are experienced Premiership campaigners. I don't know if there are any others in there as well, but the fullback options are no slouches either, are they? No, they're not. Um, the Norton is the best. He's, the, he's probably the pick of all of the back four, actually, or the, of the defensive group more accurately. Um, he's done really, really well. He has switched in again when they were when they were light of a physical presence in central midfield. It's the classic thing of a fullback being able to play as a holding midfielder, and he was and he's done that. Um, uh, he again, here you go. He's a no-nonsense defensive leader who's definitely found his mojo under Potter. It comes up again and again. Um, uh, uses he can play the odd sloppy ball, but he breaks up a lot of play. And he actually put in a really good cross against Queens Park Rangers. One of the things that they're trying to do is get the fullbacks up the field. It's more in an attacking sense, and they haven't been doing enough of it. But against the the, the West, the Queens Park Rangers, the three-nil win they had last week for them was a glimpse of the future. I think that's how they saw it. Over on the left side, Martin. Olsen, who we know from Norwich, left back. Um, he's had a the, the fans picked up on a couple of things. He's had a bit of a stop start start to the season. Um, he played for Sweden in the World Cup, and um, therefore he didn't. He had a curtailed preseason, but also he's had a hamstring injury, which means he's okay. been in, in in and out of the team. The question this has come up before with him. I remember I think it was when he was at Blackburn, or it might have been even with Norwich fans talked about it. That he is very good. He he has a, he is a threat with his crosses, but he is more of a defensive liability, and he can back off instead of engaging too often. So okay. if there is a if there is a chink, that might be where it is with Edwards. If you know, if you're going to find a way in, that could be that could be the way. Um, though he probably would need Donassian working with him. But Olsen's been in and out of the team, and what um, and what Potter has done to compensate is play Matt Grimes instead, who is a converted midfielder. Um, who is um, now Grimes is a former Exeter player, only 23, but um, he's got a bit of bite and gets stuck in. He's really a holding midfielder playing, whereas Norton's been a holding midfielder playing or a fullback playing as a holding midfielder. Grimes is a, le- a, um, a holding midfielder playing as a left back, and again, typically with that, good good defensively, good at good bite, good at getting stuck in, but not necessarily giving them a platform to build out from. I'm trying so, to think what the so we we're used to the kind of square pegs in round holes kind of analogy yeah. with Paul Jewell. Yeah. I'm just trying to you keep mentioning how the players are kind of interchangeable into certain different positions. Yeah. It kind of feels like. Um, the pegs, the shapes don't matter. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's, it's horse. Yeah. It's 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 where you're useful. It's what skills you've got, yeah. and that depends where I'm going to put you on the field. It's it's. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty impressive stuff actually. If you, it if it works clearly, you know. Yeah, it's it's all over the field. It really is. There's um there's no 
as I say, it's yeah, you know, like, what, what, what's my skill set and where, where, where can I apply it? But then that, that obviously has to follow through on the training ground. You can't just, you know, it's it, they obviously work hard on what they're yeah, doing. It's not an on the day type. Yeah, topic. it's not. You know, you can't just improvise it. I think, but um, but as I say, but so Grimes possibly or Olsen at left back would be would be would be would be how it would work, and um, and further up the field then out out wide, um, as I say, Selena is a possibility to play out there but the Connor Roberts is worth mentioning he's a right winger again 23 another youth product he had one full season on loan at Yeovil in 2015-16 so he has got he has got games under him he's a Wales international right back he played against the Republic of Ireland at right back in the recent Euro, um, what the are Nations they called league. the Nations League thank you that's what it was called um, and uh, but um, he so him in front of Norton on the right has worked well again when you've got a right back playing in an advanced role remember Cresswell used to do it occasionally in front of Mings you know it actually doesn't work badly because they can actually flip over and and so if Norton bombs on Roberts is a, can then suddenly become a you know, he's, he's, he can almost be like a right wing back and he yes. can go back and cover. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he doesn't have the creative spark as an out-and-out right winger. But the other thing they've said about him, they've talked about his focus. He's very focused. He doesn't, he, he's both in terms of his career, but also in terms of his time on the field. He's not a player who'll switch off. He's a very, he's got tremendous determination. Um, but as I say, good time tackles, a very strong attacking intent as well. But, um, and he'll always try, you know, good, you know, covers every braided glass or uh, blade of grass, I should say, and um, had, uh, uh, also tries to give players with the ball an option. So he's very alert. He's one of those alert, industrious, wide players. Um, they've had the reason Selena's been playing on the left is because they really short. They are struggling for options. There's always one player who's getting a tough time, and it's Barry McKay. Um, the Forest, isn't he? Ex- that's him, Rangers Scotland. As well, yeah, yeah, Scottish player. Um, I'm not sure about this Barry McKay fellow. And then somebody replied, "I am. He's a lazy player. He's um, at the, he's, he's, he hasn't fitted, um, settled in yet. It could be a confidence thing. But when you look at all the other players who blossomed under Potter, it, it may come. Wingers, as we know, can be capricious. Um, scared to play when he should be turning defences and causing them plenty of problems. In a way, he's this is a perfect system for him because that thing of turning defences is something I think that Potter likes the team to do. But um, um, McKay isn't the one doing it. And um, the only other possibility, there's a there's another youth player, Daniel James, who's a again he's a he's very much a fringe player. But Nathan Dyer, the right winger, um, oh, he's still he's, there, is he? He's still there, and he, the, it's bless him. He's the one. He won a Premier League medal on loan at Leicester when he was on. Of course, <laughs> yes. Lucky guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we always have a where are they now, and I think Nathan Dyer is Nathan this week's Dyer, where are they now. Man. There you go. The phrase emergency backstop. He's come in for a couple of games. He's uh, you know if he comes on from the bench, I wouldn't be quaking. But um, he's got no end product. But at least, he, but <laughs> this is a lovely backhanded compliment, insult, really. Um, he has no end product, but at least he gets into positions where we notice that flaw. So. <laughs> <laughs> that would be our yeah. We need oh, to have dear. maybe a, a down yeah. with fame praise of the week or whatever, isn't it? Um, That's a lovely one. Um, he works hard and tracks back, but then he becomes a spectator and ball watches. So he's you know he's very much. You know, he's getting on career, a bit now, isn't he? He's getting on a bit now, exactly, yeah. yeah. And the other, moving on to the, the other strikers, I mean, then, we'll, we'll, as I said, we'll look, at, we'll look at Baker Richardson and McBurney in a second. But it's worth mentioning, this is the other mad, mad Potter world thing. Um, Wayne Routledge playing as a, a striker, which, you know, for a 33-year-old winger, is um, he's had another player who's had a new lease of life. 
Um, they played him again purely through a lack of options he has played as a front man for them recently um, pinching the ball and retaining possession so well linking with the midfielders his weight of pass is a bit off and he's never been a finisher but he showed some lovely touches and the ball just stuck to him as a centre forward so again he was given a brief look and again when, you, when you're 33 and you're not necessarily going to be mobile up and down defensively you can actually do this role as a centre forward because you don't actually have to be hammering it's a bit like Aaron Wilbraham used to do for Bristol City you, you don't have to get around the pitch so much as a striker It's but it's more about having an understanding of what position you need to be in and yes. who, you, who and who you need to feed I mean well Chris Martin we could mention as well um, you know he's been, he's been doing that for years Did he um, score against QPR outage or was it an assist? I thought he scored but maybe I made that up that I oh gosh um now sorry you've, I've dropped so, in it, you no you dropped me a minute that um let me have a quick look and see it was Fulton got one of the goals um uh no I that I do not know okay I'll, okay. I'll pretend that he did and pretend that I actually know something Harry well, okay, okay but it's probably wrong <laughs> probably wrong oh dear forgive me no that, that I didn't make a note of that actually no forgive me no was, but I, he's I don't think he's no he's not been played for his finishing anyway that's not what he was there for but it was just again but it highlights the adaptability one player who did score against Queens Park Rangers linking beautifully was Courtney Baker Richardson now do you want to lead on this because he's a man from your neck of the woods yeah I, I mean I, I, I I know that his stats are quite good, um, and I think he scored. I mm-hmm. think he had a one in three record for Leamington. I mean, it's it's yeah. um, the Northern Conference, I think. Then mm-hmm. they're either one or two rungs off the co- the off the actual conference. Um, came through the Coventry youth system, I believe. Um, yeah. But highly thought of in Leamington. I think they were pretty gutted to let him to to lose him. But it's quite a, a session through the ranks to go from non-league mm. to at the time it was a Premier League signing. I think. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, d- I don't know too much about his style of play. I'll be honest, Harry. But yeah. I know he's got good pedigree at least for yeah. <laughs> the Don Leagues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he he started against Millwall. Did he get sent off after five minutes? Yes, I remember that. Yes, <laughs> I don't know where that's. I didn't know that was. Oh, the yeah, he, but redemption was the word when he scored against Queens Park Rangers. To be fair, um, the the comment on that was, I think, I've is. I mean, I we could he's... talk about sendings off, Harry. Let's, let's no, not, that's you know, true. No, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. It was his first league. It was his league debut for them, I think. Or, um, and uh, they were, they said, one of them said, that's what you get with inexperience. And, you know, yeah. we can, we can think Enthusiasm, of it. Yeah, exactly. No intent, but it was a poor tackle. And the, again, while we talked about this team, they don't actually have a huge amount of physicality with a lot of their players. Baker Richardson does give them this up front. And one of them said he's a big unit that's not afraid to get stuck in. And he has the right attitude to deal with thugs at this level. Well, he's, yeah. He's used so, to them on a weekly basis. In yeah, the yeah, exactly. So, so you can see he just needs to control his approach. I think he was a, he was a bit unguarded. I think you know exactly. You know, having come through as a you know as a long league non league scrapper, he will have you know his game needs work. They feel that he's um you know his touch isn't great yet. He's got you know he's he's a he's he's raw, but what got real potential, and where he does come in, and where he does sort of have a real role is that, and we may see this again on Saturday, is his, in, his industry can free up McBurney's creativity. And a lot of them said that with Baker Richardson leading the line and McBurney playing in a slightly deeper role, and they had Selena out, out on the left, that actually worked. That gave them a proper attacking balance because McBurney was able to actually attack. So if I can link into McBurney then, because not only 
he, he McBurney is a finisher, the, the one finisher they've got. But not only is he a finisher, his link-up play, his hold-up play is really good. He does like to drop deeper where he can play as a support striker. So Baker Richardson is the perfect foil for him in that regard. And as I say, they didn't use this combination at Wigan because they because they just thought it wasn't going to be effective enough. But against Queen's Park Rangers, it was. And I would be stunned if Potter doesn't run with these two again against us with Cillian possibly playing out wide. Don't, don't like, rip um, out. One of the... Th- no, again, you've said this quite a few times. It feels like there's just partnerships all mm. throughout the Swansea team. You know, Fur brings yeah. out the best in Cillian yeah. perhaps and um, Baker Richardson allows McBurney to kind of free up and the two centre-backs yeah. are kind of a good foil for one another. It's, it feels yeah. like there's a there's a cohesion through that team. There is, yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, that's probably a quite stark contrast contrast to our own team, really. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a covalent bond thing, isn't yes. it? It's, nas- it's, it's nascent. I mean, let's be honest, they're not. They're still finding... It's it's very much early days with this. And we, we, I mean, yeah. we, talk, we, yeah, we talked about this before the um, before we were broadcasting. This, it's, the, we're looking at Swansea now they look as if they could click and do that barnstorming run. I mentioned Reading, you mentioned um, George Burley, you know, that that they, this could be a team that suddenly clicks and particularly when they've got Wilfried Boney in the res- and um, Jefferson Montero, who are both injury prone, but are hoping if they get them back and fully fit and they're still at the club and they, and they're, and Potter can get them thinking in the right way. You know, the, the, you know, the, you, you've you basically you've 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 got an app, you've got a chassis here, and you just put that engine in, and you know they could absolutely oh, tear, know. you know, rip, rip through the league. Um, McBurney, what else is there to say to him? He, he's he's not just he is a finisher, but um, but it's not all about goals. He has a poacher's knack of scoring. He can go quiet for ten minutes and then suddenly do an old Gert Muller and pop up and, and bag one. But he does drop deep. He plays as a support striker. He tracks back. But his and his instinct when he and this is something to talk about with him. He likes his in, he has an instinct where he will spin an attack, so he will drop off and then flip around and come back again. Is a is it is it you know he's a clever player. The word marauding came up a few times as well. So, you know he's the he's the obvious name. But I think him balanced with the other with Selena with um with Baker Richardson and as I say you've probably got Roberts on the other side as well. So you've got a as I say it's it's a, it's a, it's a well it's a well balanced attack for what it is. I was going to mm. ask a question here um, from our friend Muller, actually, um, mm. in terms of the type of play that we might see. So um, he asks, are ITFC fans going to get a glimpse of what we should have done this summer? Is Paul Hurst going to be stood next to a managerial speedboat or two-birth caravan looking like a dugout equivalent of a Betamax? That's a brilliant question. Oh, oh. I, I smiled. No, it's a, that's a brilliant question. And I smiled, I smiled when I saw it on Twitter. Um yeah, I think that yeah, I agree. And you kind of think, well, where you know, what have we not done that they have done, given the disparity between the teams? Um, I think the obvious mirroring is that they have a better balance between not the, the novice and the experience. Yes. So you know, if you look in all those departments of the field, you've got Fur, you've got Norton, you've got Van der Hoorn, You know, they have players throughout the team who can offer a little bit of know-how you know even playing Wayne Routledge as a striker or mm. you know they, 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 they you know they can they, you know they, they can keep that balance between experience because there's a lot of young players in this side coming through but you just feel that it's a school where they're all being developed and that's something you know which you know put the mirror against us and you know it, it seems not to be going that way at all and you do have a sense I mean being fatalistic about it there's a sense with Swansea that there is a definite 
air of progress about where they're going in terms of there's a philosophy of play, etc. I mean, you know, we could end up looking at, you know, there's a risk that we could end up looking at this as a brief but insane interlude in our history, you know, um, the way we're, things are going with us. So it's a it's a brilliant and it's a very accurate question to I mean, ask. In terms of the yeah. question as well, it got me to thinking um, how interesting a matchup it would have been with the previous manager in the dugout instead um, yeah. and how he might have um, dealt with kind of Potter's philosophy as well. But obviously we'll, we'll never know unless he ends up at yeah. Villa Park or something like that. But yeah. um, any more on, on Swansea before we, we start to no, spin I around think, no, us? Think, any no, views no, on I... us or the game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty on us. I'll run through. Yes. It's almost um, like we, we, we planned for this in advance, Harry. God, this is a, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I did, they, have, they have had a few early views. Um, the, the, there is, this is, they, they are utterly confident of winning. There's an assumption that the draw at Wigan was good because it meant four points from these two games. That's that, and that's coming up wide. You know, that, that came up through the Wigan match day threads quite a bit. Uh, uh, the headline I've put up on the, TWTD piece which will go up um, on which goes up on a Friday we should be looking to turn Ipswich over big time on Saturday um, uh, there's uh, there was a, there was this uh, yeah and we were joking before and you, you know we had, we've talked about Frank Lampard's derby and you've talked about high big my friend Paul talk, he's a Stoke fan talks about big spending Stoke is what they were known as the phrase struggling Ipswich kept coming <laughs> up as well struggling, yeah. <laughs> struggling Ipswich struggling. that's what we are oh god life that's such is life um, but um, there, this, there were these two Two quotes came up. Um, this this sums up the more buoyant mood and the more optimistic. They really think it's one of their easiest games of the season. And that's what he starts with. Ipswich are heading towards relegation. They have nothing to recommend them. Hurst is on the brink of the sack. Selina and Carter Vickers might have some sort of point to prove. We're playing at home and there's a considerable amount of confidence. We have to win this comfortably. Then, bouncing back against that, talk about tempting fate. This is exactly the sort of banana skin game that clubs, uh, clubs slip up on. We need to play our best football and find the goal as they're probably desperate to win. And, we'll, and this is interesting. They talk about about us kicking them off the pitch we don't do that really no, anymore, but, I, yeah. but I think that's their perception of refereeing the championship they've had a few when they played Forest, they were scathing about Forest recently Forest did set out apart from their creative players the back six the four and two that Karanka has they um they they they, they hammered into them and Maybe it was that's a, our best it, bet then <laughs> who knows reduce it reduce it to that um yeah it's um yeah they no they 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 talk about the more attacking lineup they think that as i say the baker richardson and McBurney attack is what they'll go for we must surely go for the jugular at home to one of the poorest sides in the division yeah happy yeah. days well yeah happy days that's, yeah. that's music to the ears of everyone who's listening on the coach going across to swansea and mm. the early hours of saturday morning um yeah. We'll leave it for Swansea there. Harry, thank you again, okay. for, as always, for an, another fantastic piece of work there. Um, Cheers. Let's Cheers, try and go through the questions then. And, yeah. and, um, as always, I think Harry and I but have kind of a, in agreement again that we'll try not to comment too much on speculation. I know it's inevitable at the moment, and we have got questions about this. Um, I mean, let me quickly pick up on that. I think it's from, where is it? Uh, I've just lost it. From George Lancaster. Is the, is the vague in the know type gossip on social media from fans? becoming really 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 boring i think it's inevitable sadly isn't it when things are not going well harry yeah struggling clubs um will be very porous in terms of gossip and rumors no question about that what i say to everyone is just you know i've we've all been hearing things and not just from one source you hear it from sources that seem that are apparently unconnected i park all of that and just put it to one side you just look at what's going on on the pitch that's the evidence that we have to evaluate everything on because ultimately that's how our season will stand or fall and it's also how our manager will stand or fall by watching what's going on which is probably what 
I was so alarmed by what I saw in the first half at Middlesbrough. But mm. um, yeah. Mm. So let's let's just pick up on the midfield um, quickly then, because we've had a um, question from Harry again. Um, Harry's asked you to pick out a book that sums out Ipswich at the moment, but um, I don't know. You, you generally strike me as a quite a happy, cheery fellow, Harry. So maybe, uh, yeah. maybe there is anything depressing there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll have a think about have that. A I think about I'll, I'll, that one. We'll I'll let that percolate. But I, might, I might tweet an answer on it. I can't think off the top of my head. Where would you? You know, it's the Irish thing of you wouldn't set out from here. It really is. I can't think. Of, I'm trying to think of let it let 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 that one run. Let that one go through the filter bed. Something will something will leap out in a second. It's what um, I do for a living. But uh, I guess he asked quite a simple question, and I think we've we've talked about it before. Um, is John Nolan good enough for the first team? I guess. I might tweet the question out if that's all right. Is he good enough to stay in the first team? And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't yeah. play him at all. I think you're better off playing Sears. It, what we talked about about McBurney and Baker Richardson, I would do the same with Sears and Jackson, actually. Ooh, I like yeah, that. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Just because... Again, it was another quixotic substitution because basically Sears did exactly what Jackson did in the first half against Middlesbrough, and it had exactly the same result. You know, it's it's it 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 didn't it, it altered nothing. It was good. There were some moments of incisiveness, but whereas if you had one working off the other, it might have you know because we were two down, it wouldn't have unbalanced the midfield because the midfield couldn't have been any less balanced. And <laughs> um, in yeah. that sense, and then and uh, you know, so that 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 would have that would have been a I think if you had the two working as foils off each other, it might have actually just given given the Middlesbrough centre halves a little bit more to think about. Yeah. There's two Tuesday night games where a a Ford has 
ploughed a rather lonely furrow, actually done quite a lot of work as much as they could and then being hauled off at half time. It was Harrison yeah. against Brentford, I think. And Jackson on, on Tuesday against Borough, and I thought that was pretty harsh on Jackson. And yeah. as you say, I mean, what harm was there at 2-0 down to have two forwards on the pitch? But yeah. um, in Hurst, we yeah. trust. Um, and, but this but this is the thing, again, it goes back to what we are saying about Potter. It doesn't have to be, you might think, oh, well, that means you're going to 4-4-2. You're not going to 4-4-2, but mm. if you have the player playing, if you because Freddie, when he started switching out to the left, when Mix moved into or to, or to a wider role, because like, I remember it was a, he's played on both left and right. Certainly, I remember him playing against Wolves in the playoff season late on, in the one-all draw. He was on the left backing up Mings. But he can track back. He can do that work. He has yeah. that in his kit bag now. So you can, there's nothing to stop him dropping off and helping out and picking up one of the one of the borough midfielders if necessary and then breaking forward when the opportunity comes. Because we know the other thing about Freddie is that he can actually run in behind defenders. Yeah. A bit like Mike Burney, actually, in yeah. that sense. He yeah. can play any of yeah. those kind of front four positions, including the number 10, couldn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. Hey ho! Um, and there, and then by pushing the team up the fi- by by pushing the Murray, the Murray defenders back in, asking them more questions, that brings your wingers into play, and it gives Edwards yeah. more to play off. Anyway, yeah, absolutely right. Um, mm. uh, J Dav nineteen eighty four um, asks: There have been opinions that there is a lack of leadership on the pitch. Is it time time to drop the old guards, um, Luke Chambers, Jonas Knudsen, Kolskis, for a last roll of the Hurst dice? Or is that Peterborough? You've already mentioned Peterborough away all over mm. again. I guess Would it's be. slightly contradictory, isn't it? If you lack of leadership and then you get rid of those experienced players. But yeah, any any thoughts on on that question? I'm not. It's not a lack of leadership. It's a lack of confidence, in my view. I don't think there's a lack of leadership. I think the players are doing what they can out there. In my, in my from what from what I've seen, there. You know, I don't. I I think the way. We, do, we don't know how they're being trained or how they're being coached or we, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes on uh, purely from a footballing point of view but for me the players players like Chambers players like Skews they're trying to lead I think they are trying to grab the pike staff and take things forward which explains why we do well in 45 minutes of games um, but it just may not be enough because of the lack of quality to be able to hold it for the whole game. If you were to take, yeah. if you take those experience, if you take nuts and chambers, excuse, excuse out of the team, it would be. I would be very frightened. I would be really very frightened. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can yeah. excuse Chambers there. Yeah. Uh, I think you know Chambers for me is very guy. He's Horatio on the bridge. He really is. He's Horatio on the bridge. He's holding. You know, he's trying to hold the whole thing together, and um, it's. Um, yeah, um, not easy. James Mealing and Richard Wiseman um, ask similar questions around this possibly being Paul Hurst's final match. I think we'll avoid speculating on that. It's looking difficult for him, isn't it, though? Yeah. Um, and Seb asks something similar, but also says, um, I guess, flipping it around and saying, would a spirited draw like what we saw against Villa be enough to keep him in the job? Uh, I guess if the, if the inevitable, if the rumblings that we're hearing um, mm. do play out, you know, what what saves him is is a is a win enough, I guess, uh, or is a good performance enough, maybe at this stage. Well, it's 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 not just the result. It's it's you could argue if you mug an, an ugly one nil win and uh, you know having with Swansea having hit the bar eight times or whatever. Um, I think it's more to do with the the, the how the team play. 
have we got a have we got a functioning and coordinated midfield because we certainly didn't on Tuesday night. Can the players hold it together for a full ninety minutes, um, or will we get overrun again? Mm. Um, and will player will will you know will players not disappear in the course of the game? Will you know will you know will will all of the relationships will will there be a pattern to our play? Will there be a um, you know, will, will there be a tempo to our play? Will there be a rhythm? Can we, you know, can we progress the ball forward and not just do it periodically, but actually come and you know, hold it together? I think it's as much that, in many ways, will inform the answer to to that question as yeah. much as as much as the result. Yeah, and I'll, I'll splice in um, part of Justin's question here as well. Um, yeah. In your opinion, are these just transition issues? Or should we be concerned with the current squad slash performances and manager? Have you seen enough progress? I guess we're saying we've seen it in pockets, but pockets isn't enough at this point, is it? Not, not at this stage, not at this stage, no. Mm. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to have Ben did me a favour and retweeted my uh, questions tweet, but it does mean we have a parallel thread of questions. So okay. just bear with me as I flick over to the other side. Um, Simo again, I hope it's okay if we kind of we've we've kind of argued asked about the, this possibly being last game and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Adam Flat asks similar as well. Um, Adam then says, or does he entrust him with the six pointers coming up against? Um, I think he misses out QPR with Preston, Millwall and Reading. Um, what's your thought on timing, I guess? Is the international break so important or with winnable games coming up after Swansea, do you give him the international break to regroup, possibly build some of that stuff that you were talking about and then give him those games to to, to prove himself? The games coming up in a way are immaterial. Evans has a decision to make either way. He does have a decision to make whether whether even if 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 her stays, then that's a decision as much as if Hurst goes. And who we're playing in a way is incidental to whether the mo- it's it's more fundamentally about whether the model of play can work. Um, the international break is good in the sense that it gives the coach two weeks to work with the players, a new coach, but it also gives them two months to actually assess what the issues are and to see what it is they need to get right for for January, even though January will only be emergency sticking plaster and just trying to put things together again. Um so in a way in a way in a way the in a way who we're playing next, the two weeks is important because it does give you a breather where you can actually put some basic infrastructure in place um tactically, but but in a way the to me the who who are who are playing is is neither here nor there because the games are coming so coming so quick and so fast that you 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 can't you you can't stop and catch your breath really mm. yeah. Um, yeah that's my take I don't know whether you'd agree yeah, uh, yeah I I really don't know what I think at the moment um mm. the I've kind of been trying to yeah. figure out on Twitter this week uh, with the help of a few people whether you know the the role that Evans has to play and it, it does feel that you know Evans got away with not having to be too involved because under the previous manager because McCarthy was felt like he was in total control of everything on the field um Hurst to me has come out and said some things that suggest that he's probably underestimated the leap that the championship is and has totally. done some things that probably if if he had a mentor or perhaps a more um, football-savvy employer might yeah. have not happened. And I wonder to what extent, if, if Hurst ends up leaving early and we end up becoming one of these clubs that dispenses of its managers prematurely or, or very quickly, you know, it's another 
blot on Evan's copybook of appointing managers. You know, there was we I got in broad in debates over whether McCarthy succeeded or failed it during his time, but you know, certainly he didn't achieve what hopefully Evans was expecting him to have done. But you know, Keane, Jewell, McCarthy to an extent, and Paul Hurst, all managers with sufficient records to justify being in a position to get the job, all of whom have left the club probably in a worse state than when they found it or mm. have not been able to move it forward. And to me, there's mm. a one common denominator there. Um, yeah. There's a mini rant for you, but no, it's I for, don't it's know where com- we go. Um, it's for a comment. Is, it's that thing of, it goes back to Dave Whelan at Wigan, who was a football man. Yeah. And so the, I, I, you know, I, I, forgive me monologuing about it, but the owner, owners getting clubs relegated thing, it does, if you, good judgment is fundamental. And, I think I'd hoped that Mick had taught Evans a lot, and you know, because he's now owned a football club for ten years. So hopefully he'll have hoovered up enough in on passant, as it were, just so that he'll okay. I've now got more of a judgment. I've, I've got enough experience. I've dealt with agents. I've you know I've seen enough to help me help me plot a way forward. And but then again, I don't know. Was he desperate? You know, was he? You could argue was he desperately unlucky with Hurst. But just as equally, you could, when you put it in the context that you have, Rich, you could say, well, maybe, you know, maybe it's just the latest, the latest in the sequence. Mm. Um, but um, I don't know. The other question is, and he hinted at this at the end of his the the interview he did at the end of last season. Maybe his, you know, he's he's looking over his shoulder that if somebody came in with the right offer, you might want to gently exit, you know, exit the stage. But that maybe so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What's he getting out of it, frankly? So yeah, um, a couple that. more questions. So it's a fair point, though. Yeah, Yeah, um, we could have talked. Let's go back quickly on the midfield. Um, Yucky Rain, my favourite Twitter profile for questions, um, talks about Nolan dropping. I don't know whether we talked about this before we started recording or during, but Nolan being that number 10. We did. Raised weird concerns. Some Shrewsbury friends were a bit bemused by that and thought that he maybe should drop. And that's what's alluded to by uh, Yucky Brain. We need to find out your proper name, mate, but we'll, we'll go with Yucky Brain for now. Um, would you put Nolan in Scoose's position and play Dezel in Nolan's spot in an attempt to pass the ball forward? Um, he, he also adds that he thinks the chamber should be dropped, but we've, we've talked about that a bit. But yeah, mm. Nolan deeper, Dezel or Sears maybe in the number 10 position? Do you um, see that? Or I Nolan can see... <sighs> I would, given Nolan's lack of confidence, really, he just seems to be as he, he strikes me as a player who's hiding at the moment. You, I could, uh, you could, you could, whether you'd play. I think Skuse has lost his role in the team before, because before he was a pure holding midfielder and he was very good at spotting danger, and and squaring it off quickly. You know, he was he could he could spot danger seconds before anybody else could. Whether I'd drop Skuse, if you had, I think Skuse to go and going back to the Potter thing. If he's got a clear role. I would keep him in the team and it would be for that. But if you did that, that might give Nolan, I could see that possibly working where, you know, possibly breaking forward. Um, the question I don't know what Nolan is, because it was at a go-go he played with as well in Shrewsbury and whether he needs that more physical midfield partner. Right. I'm not sure, I'm not sure Chalab is that, but um, he feels isolated it's, anyway, Nolan in that 10 position. I yeah. know he's tried to pick up good positions, but he just yeah. doesn't feel like he's close enough to the action. No. Um, I thought Chalaba, this is the trouble with Chalaba, he's always got a rick in him for a goal. But actually, in the last mm. two games, I think Birmingham was one of his best performances that I've seen with him using the ball and trying to create. And certainly against Borough, 
he got crosses into the box. He he kind of marauded around a bit. Maybe it was his positioning yeah. that maybe let us down. But I think Chalaba's starting to play himself into a bit of form. Mm-hmm. I think does Hurst kind of, you know, you've got to play players on, on their form and their merit and how they fit yeah. the system. And I just don't think it's clicked for Nolan. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. you take him out of the firing line and, and build his confidence back up again? Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be, it's, it's, mind you, given where Hurst now is, he might think, well, let's just roll the dice and see what happens anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick Clifton, we'll, we'll end with this one, Harry. Um, and there's a, there's a nice addition from our, uh, from Daryl, um, from uh, our friend in Florida. Um, Town lose to Swansea. Marcus Evans decides to make a change and he points Harry from Bath. What are the top three things that Harry would do to sort this? And I'll just tell you what Daryl thinks you should do. Um, he thinks you will sit at the touchline and read stories to the opposing team. They will be mesmerised by his voice and Town will bang in the goals. Um, yeah. what is your, what's your top three things, Harry, if you were in the dugout for Town? God, well, before looking at... well. I would scour the world for an experienced midfielder. I really would. Somebody who would actually... It's been a put, long time coming, hasn't it, bloody? Yeah, you know, uh, no, just a proper... Somebody who would actually give, give a Leroy Fair type, I guess, if you're looking at Swansea, somebody to actually put some balance in the centre of the field. Um, you do what any manager would do, is you just go back and let's t- let's tighten up. Let's start there. And let's build. that's what every manager does when they come in. But, um, you know, but and, and the other thing I would definitely do is set about rebuilding the confidence of that team. Because mm. that's the thing to me that's, you know, there were several incidents, not just with the goals, but there was indecisiveness. There was, it wasn't so much two players going for a ball. There was nobody going for a ball. There was one incident shortly after we were 2-0 down where there were, the ball broke, it was on the corner of our penalty area on the right right corner and there were three town defenders around it and a Middlesbrough player barged in and cracked a shot off he had no right to get that ball and that just again came back to the confidence issue so that would be the first thing just work on their self-belief and work on their confidence because I think the players are doing everything they can but um and then but uh it's uh as I say that would that that's right that's where I'd set out from the book question that came up earlier. There is yes. one. This, this is a comfort read, and it's for all town fans. I'm wearing my bookseller's hat here. It's a book by um, I've given Mullet. I gave a copy of this to and a few friends have known known about it. A book called Saturday 3 p.m. by Daniel Gray. It's a lovely stocking filler for Christmas. Actually, really simple, short chapters about why we love football. Visiting a ground for the first time, going with dad, jeering passes that go out of play. <laughs> And it's a lovely one. Carrying on regardless. Yes. <laughs> That's the footballers, football fans philosophy, if ever there was one. <laughs> Harry, oh, that was brilliant. Fair. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Thank you for that there one. Thank you to yeah. everyone for your questions. Well, apologies if I missed anything out there. Um, but we do love your questions. So thank you for those and keep those coming in. And uh, We're obviously having a, a bit of a break next week because of the internationals. But yeah, yeah get us your questions in and we'll, we'll see how we go. Yeah, um, yeah. Harry, you've, you've yeah. told us... What, oh, go on. Have you got something more for us? One quick sign-off. Yeah, yeah. Traffic, traffic alert. I know this from living down this neck of the woods. Watch the variable speed cameras on the M4 at Cardiff. And there's a 50-mile-an-hour average speed camera system passing by on the M4 passing by Port Talbot. Sounds a bit like the half-time thing when they do the siren at Portman Road. I do apologise. <laughs> it's not really a, a, a catchy thing to end on. But watch those M4 cameras in South Wales. They are, they can, they can, they can nab people. That's that was the uh, that was my small cautionary tale, if nothing else. At least you know, don't get fined. Yeah. We can <laughs> add another string to our bow. We are previewing <laughs> the football and we are providing traffic advice. Traffic advice. Give. <laughs> give give from the blue monday preview show yes, harry you've 
you've already done a mini plug for your um, preview blog, but do you want to do that yeah. again? Yep, TWTD, lunchtime on Friday, um, the, the full written blog goes up with all the notes on the players, formations, videos of the three previous games, and uh, just and plus a little bit more on what they're saying about us. Yeah. And you're on and, Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, at Harry from Bath, where you can find a, a link to um, the Swansea piece and any of the other pieces that we've written over the course of the season. I pop them up on there. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me um, at Ipswich and you can follow the channel at Blue Monday ITFC uh, where you can find more information about our fantastic event on the 24th of November as well. Um, and Harry, we will see each other in a couple of weeks. Indeed. Um, I keep saying this, um, hopefully with some more positive news, but <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Who knows what we'll find in two weeks' time, eh? Yeah. Well, to echo the book, we will we will carry on regardless. We'll carry eh? on regardless. Thank you, <laughs> Harry, again. Okay. Cheers, Rich, and have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.